Ollie, you and I are both pretty flat after our deflating loss to North on the weekend. We all thought it was one that we should would win, but unfortunately it wasn't to be and we ended up with the wooden spoon. Yeah, very, very disappointing. And you could probably tell right from the start of the game that they were just off. Yeah. Even though we were 16 points up at quarter time, Kangaroos were just peppering the goals and they probably should have been two or three goals in front at quarter time. I think they had about one eight on the board and they mm. missed a lot of easy shots from pretty good plays as well. So you thought they're always going to come back into the game and we just got a few good goals on the run. But... Yeah, apart from that, like we really didn't fire a shot after quarter time. It was a pretty no. disappointing way to, to finish the season. We've been really good at finishing seasons in, in previous years. We've had some pretty good wins to close out um, some of the years, but it wasn't to be on the weekend, and we're going to yeah. end up with our first wooden spoon since 1998. But I guess the silver lining is we get number one draft pick and our last wooden spoon in 98. We obviously played in the prelim final the next year. Mm. So if we can do half as good as that in 2018, we'd be pretty happy. And I think it's the most wins by a wooden spoon team as well, which I saw online somewhere today. So that's another positive. And it's probably not really reflective of where we are. Like, I think if you asked a lot of people, they'd say, like, Brisbane's not the worst team in the comp. Like, oh, I don't think anyone thinks that at the moment. Obviously, yes. Gold Coast, Frio... Maybe even Carlton, mm. we're above them at the moment. It's just our start of the season really cost us. We've yeah, been that's right. much better in the second half of the season. So, nah, it's disappointing, obviously, to finish with the wooden spoon. But, mm. yeah, we've got to take Saturday's game out of it, as disappointing as it was and as flat as everyone was to get belted by North and finish on the bottom ladder. You've got to think about how far we'll come this year. Yeah, for sure. I um, After the first quarter, even... Th- like, we were in front, and I think that had me optimistic. Like, we played so poorly. But yeah. to be in front, I thought, okay, that's our crap quarter out of the way. Now yeah. we can play, and we could put a big score on. But we just never turned up. We never showed up. And it all started out of the centre. Like, they absolutely belted us in the clearances in the midfield. Sean Higgins and even Andrew Swallow had pretty mm. good days. Yeah, they killed us. Todd Goldstein was really on top in the ruck as well. Um it must be said, it looked like we were carrying a few injuries. Not to make excuses, and obviously it's a young team tired towards the end of the season. But yeah, it was just a really poor performance and really down on effort as well. That's an intangible that you should you know, expect any team to bring. So that was it was just a really disappointing note to finish a good season on. And what I think most fans would consider a good season. Um, if you were to grade the season that's just gone, what would you grade it? Yeah, it's a difficult one, but considering we did finish on the bottom of the ladder, mm. it's probably one of the best seasons of a, a wooden spooner. And yeah, there was a stat going around. I think it is the best, the most wins for a wooden spooner since we last did get that in, in 98. I don't think anyone's got, I think we got five and a half wins that year and we've got the five this year. So it's a really tough one to grade, but you'd have to say... Probably a B. Mm. I think a B is probably fair, just considering how far we'll come and the expectations at the start of the season from outside the club were basically mm. rock bottom. Fagan's done a really good job of improving the list and just getting the best out of the players and just a bit of confidence back in the group because 
yeah, that winning culture just hasn't been there. It's going to take a, a bit while longer, but I think that's slowly getting to be ingrained in the club now. And some yeah. of those guys that have just endured belkings over the years, I think they're, they're getting a taste for it. And you saw on the, the last half of the season, their performances, obviously, against the teams we played twice were much better. Yeah. And there were a few games we did just hang in there. The, there was quite a few games that we probably could have fallen off. Like that, that Gold Coast game in the first quarter was horrendous. We were able to work our way back and have a good win in the end. And Carlton, in previous years, that might have been a game we absolutely choked as well. But, mm. yeah, I think it's a fairly good season to build on overall. Yeah. I think... So you'd, you'd probably say about it, B. Yeah. Relative to where we were coming from, B is probably fair enough. I'd probably go B minus. But you look at our percentage, it improved 13 or 14 percent uh quarters one was much better than previous years yeah i think and you can actually see the foundations there with the the young players and the key the spine in particular something you can build around so i think i think we've certainly bottomed out and it's funny now that to think that we've already bottomed out but now we finish with the spoons a pretty it's a pretty funny thought but i think there's probably some merit to it um i don't I'd suggest that we will apply for a priority pick, but I don't think that would be successful and we probably don't no. deserve it to be f- fair. But I think the club will, you know, say why not. Could mount a pretty good case based on previous years alone. Um, in terms of the grades, we're going to do a few more grades later on. We're going to have a go at grading each individual player. But um, before we get to that... Most improved. Someone we spoke about at the midpoint of the year was Nick Robbo. Is that would you stick with that prediction or that conclusion now? Um, yeah, you probably would still. Mm. Yeah, I, I maybe probably his, would. his last eight weeks weren't as good, but mm. yeah, he's come along such a long way this year and. He's gone from a guy that's probably been on the cusp. He might be he dropped, but now he's just absolutely locked down back. And yeah, yeah, considering how far he's come, and I, I think you still have to give it to him. There are a lot of players that can put their hands up for it, but yeah, I think Robbo can probably take it out. There are a lot of improvers across the club, but relative to expectations, yeah. I think I think Robbo gets it. Like Louis Taylor improved a lot, and even Daniel Rich probably arguably had a career best year. But in terms of relative to what we expect of these players, yeah, I think you'd have to say Robbo. And Dan McStay was another one that that improved a fair bit this year. So, yeah, I'd probably back us in with that as well. Um, yeah. Best and fairest at the halfway point, it looked like Dane Zorko would be the runaway winner. Not so sure now the, set, the way Dane Beams finished the season and how dominant some of his games were. What What do you think? I think Zorko still will get it just because of the games Beams missed. Yeah. But it is going to be really close. Beams had just a sensational probably last six or eight weeks and was good before that as well. But, yeah, just mm. missed those games. It's going to cost him. But, yeah, I think Zorko just – it was pro- he's probably going to get a few votes for his game on the weekend. There weren't too many guys that stood out. But mm. I think Zorko – and Rich had a fantastic game. I thought yeah, he was superb. Yeah, Probably Witherden as well. That that were the three that really can hang their heads high. I thought but, just 
sorry, just to get back to the game on the weekend, I thought what was really disappointing as well is like for weeks now, we've sung the praises of guys like Bastanak and Walker and they sort of went back to the, the old yeah. ways of, you know, they fumbling did. and disappearing. But anyway, won't dwell on that for too long. Um, I'd suggest, you're right, Zorko will win the BNF just purely because of his consistency and the BNF tends to reward, you know, consistency throughout the year and Beams missing games will hurt him. But I think Beams will actually poll higher in the Brownlow. I think you're right. I yeah. think you're dead right there. Um, did we do any other awards last time around? I can't remember. Oh, best first year player is an interesting one with how Witherden sort of finished the season. Mm. Personally, I'd go still with Barry just because, you know, he's thrown in the thick of the action, had some really big run with throws, um, kicked some important goals, but it is close. And obviously through amount of games as well, like, uh, Barry's got him covered there. But yeah, certainly Witherden's impact in the amount of games he did have was phenomenal. Yeah, I'm probably going to have to go against you and probably go, go with him. Yeah. But yeah, Barry's right up there. Mostly missed the last few games, which is disappointing, mm-hmm. and he's not going to get the rising, the rising star. star nom. Just funny. Uh, Sydney cause... players got it this week, Will Haywood, I think. Oh, but yeah, yeah Witherden, considering how far back he was and mm. the selection he was, that. Those injuries he had really probably scared a few clubs off, but he's just absolute class, and he, this is the way he settled in. You yeah. don't see too many first-year players have the sort of impact and poise that he's had this year. It's been just so great to watch. Mm. And if he's this good now, it's pretty exciting for what he can do in years to come in a better side as well. Well, just to think that he didn't have a preseason. You yeah. know, watch out next year. He'd have to be a dollar one to win the Rising Star next year because he'll still be eligible yep. to win the award. Um, just getting back to Barry, I think it's funny that, you know, at one point we thought he'd be the most likely to get a Rising Star nomination and then he finished the season. I think three others got one and he didn't. So, Yeah, a bit disappointing. Yeah, unfortunate for him. But anyway, um, I think... That'll do the awards. We'll get into our attempt at grading all the players. Um, I've already had a go at this, and I've put you on the spot, so apologies for that. But <laughs> how I did it was relative to expectations, as, as we sort of talked about oh, with Robbo before. Yeah. Um, so I'll start with Alex Witherden. So Witherden, just bringing up his numbers for the year, played nine games, averaged 23.6 touches, handful of tackles, uh, five rebound 50s and 87 champion data points if you care about your super coach. Um, I went with an A. I don't think you could have asked for too much more from an in- injury-interrupted preseason. What do you think? Yeah, I think an A+, plus, yeah. considering the expectations. There's no preseason coming in. He wasn't really talked about like Mick Luggage and mm. Cedric Cox and... Um, Barry mm. so he sort of flew under the radar a bit and as soon as he came in just had that immediate impact and probably had more of an impact as a first year player than, than than I've seen and just the way he changed the side as well I think we're yeah, just for sure. so much a better side when he was in there just his influence off half back and his kicking and was- yeah You've got to give him an A+. Plus, I think he couldn't have done any more in the games he played. 
And just adding to your point, we've spoken a few times about how we we think he freed up Daniel Richard a bit as well across halfback. Um, the next player is Archie Smith, who played the six games this year, 10 touches, 10 hitouts. Um, hit the scoreboard for three goals as well. What did you make of Archie Smith's year? I went for a bit of a hybrid B minus slash C plus grade. Yeah, I was thinking around a C plus, a C. Yeah, he was okay. He did enough when he was in the side to keep his spot. But mm. yeah, we'd like to see a bit more out of him. But he's a big guy; it'll, it'll take a bit longer to develop. And it's hard when Stefan Martin sort of likes to ruck solo as well. I yeah. think I think next year is probably the the big year for Archie. And as fans, we probably expect them to be on level peggings, and maybe even Steph misses out purely to let Arch have a go, or because he's earned it as well. But, yeah, I'd expect next year's the make-or-break year for, for Archie. Um, next one's Ben Keyes. Ten games, which was down from his 16 last year. 15 disposals, four tackles, and kick six goals as well. He showed a bit, but he was probably one of the rare ones that didn't actually improve significantly. Yeah, I thought of the second-year players, I thought he'd probably make the big jump. Yeah, I thought so as well. So I just went with a C, which in height, when I think about it now, is probably a bit harsh. But um, no, I'm going to C as well. Yeah, go C. I think you know I still got a lot of faith that he'll become a good player. Oh, absolutely, yeah. But yeah, I just thought he'd probably have a bit more impact than he has done this year. The next one is Cedric Cox, another first year player for us. Um. Yeah, so yeah, Cedric did some really good things. I think he had really high expectations coming in. He played some pretty good preseason games and obviously has that speed yeah. of half back. So oh, he, he played some really good games, showed enough. I think it was a first year player, so we'll probably give him oh, B minus. Yeah, I want a B minus as well. So just some of Cedric's numbers are 11 touches a game, two and a half tackles a game. Um, and the 45 champion data points. But I think it was just the creativity and flair that he sort of brought to the game that was exciting. You can see that the signs are there, that he will be a pretty good player in a few years. Um, to be honest, I don't think we'd even see him this year. So I think for him to get a few senior games was, yeah. was a good good win. Clay Beams is next. Uh, we got nine games out of Clay Beams, which actually surprised me when I looked that up. 14 disposals, couple of goals, four goals. Um, 56 champion data points per game. I went with a D. Oh yeah, that's, that's pretty harsh. But it is harsh, I think, but I mean, I think, I think pretty fair. I'll give him a C minus. I think he did some okay things. He was probably yeah, he's had a really tough road. Clay Beams, obviously, with yeah, so sure. many injuries, knee recos. But yeah, he's probably going to be one of those guys that might get the cut at the end of the year. Might be delisted, but yeah. he played enough games and he can be dangerous. His disposal definitely lets him down at times. Mm. Got a good enough kick, but just um, a bit all over the place. But yeah, He played some good footy in the last few games of the season, but I think just for a guy that's been on your senior list for eight years, I think yeah. you definitely need more out of him. Yeah. Um, Dan McStay, 19 games this year, 11 disposals, playing a key defence for most of the year. Um. Yeah, some one of the big improvers of the year. I thought I gave Dan McStay a B plus. 
yeah, I, I think B plus is definitely fair. He really improved as the season went on, and mm. uh, I was probably a bit critical of him early, just in defence. He was going for those big marks and yeah. probably not doing the really solid defensive things that you come to expect from a defender. But mm. uh, he has come along such a long way, and I think yeah, he's one of the guys that's really improved, and obviously his fourth year. So, yeah, B-plus is a good one. I think something he still needs to look at working on is his body positioning in defence as well. Just doesn't use the body and often gets outpointed back there or loses his man entirely. But it is worth noting that he spent, A, most of the preseason rehabbing, and then when he was training, it was as a forward. So yeah. you get him training defensively, you know, sky's the limit for Dan, and I think we all recognise that as well. Daniel Rich, I gave him an A minus. I thought it was terrific this year and sort of a career redeeming year. Played twenty two games, averaged twenty one touches, playing a halfback flank. Played some superb footy, particularly in the back end of the season when we sort of got our run on after the bye. But yeah, even when he wasn't dominating games, he was certainly consistent and a real general back there for us. Yeah, he's really got back to that level that we know he can get to. And it's not just – he's really lifted his um, defense, the defensive side of his game. Yeah. That was a really critical – like a point we're critical of him, that he just wasn't doing enough defensively and looked lazy out there. But mm-hmm. he was the only one on the weekend that was running and chasing and giving his all. Like everyone else was flat-footed and he was just running into the ground. So That's like, great spoils as well. Yeah, I think it's probably his best season since his first yeah. when he won the, the Rising Star. So just f- hopefully that's going to be the case for the rest of his career and he can, he can show us that more often. But yeah, I, th- I think an A's a. An, or an A minus. A minus is pretty good. Just some other, other numbers on Rich. Sixth in total rebounds uh, and ninth in total metres gained for the season. So... Good effort there from Daniel Rich. Darcy Gardner is next. Um, I'll just bring up his stats, but while you do that, I went with a B. What did you make of Darcy's Darcy's year? I'll give him a B plus. I was yeah. really happy with him, especially yeah. towards the, the end of the season. And he was probably known just as a, a defensive stopper and didn't do a lot of creative stuff, but I think he's really improved the attacking yeah. side of his game. I totally pop agree. forward and kick... Hit a couple of goals, I think, at mm. times. So, yeah, I was really happy with how Darcy came along. I thought the start of the season he might be one of the guys that's nudged out of the, the back six maybe. But, yeah. yeah, he's come along really well. Uh, so 19 games this season for Darcy. But, yeah, as you said, added a bit of offensive game to hit to his performance. And I thought he was just as solid as a rock in defence. And I see him as like the Ben Stratton sort of Hawthorne defender, like not yeah. your not your key back, but someone you can just really rely on week in week out. Um, so you went B plus, didn't you? B plus for him. Yeah. Next one's Dane Beams, the captain. Straight up, I gave him an A. Um, probably would have been higher had it not been for some missed games, and then had to work his way back from. You know, he was playing, but he wasn't at full fitness, so he sort of was struggling for his touch and wasn't getting high positions that we expect of him. That was the only reason he probably didn't get an A-plus. But his numbers for the year, again, were fantastic. 27 touches, a goal a game to finish with 20, uh, four and a half tackles a game, and five clearances per game as well. 
Yeah, dead right. It would be an A-plus if he played all year because the games he did play, he had very rare, quiet games. Mm. And the influence he did have when he was on was just spectacular. And yeah. He's definitely in probably the top five midfielders in the comp mm. when he's when he's on that sort of level. They showed against the Gold Coast and a number of other games as well. So, yeah, if it, it's a credit to him that he, he's played out the season with that injury because... Yeah, he's had the injury troubles ever since he came to the Lions. So it was really good to see him just battle it out. He's gone into surgery this week. So that just shows how much pain he was playing in the mm. yeah, the last few games. I think Rocky will be in the same boat there. Yeah, Rocky's gone into the shoulder surgery as well. Um, the next one is the other Dane of the Zorko variety. Straight up A+. Plus. I don't think he could. A+. Plus. Yeah, couldn't have done much more this year. Was rewarded with all Australian selection in the initial forty-man squad. Had to be there. Should get into the final twenty-two. Oh. But you never know with the Victoria-centric media. <laughs> yeah. Um, so his numbers finished with twenty-five touches a game, thirty-four goals for the season, seven tackles a game, which is just about incredible, and five and a half clearances per game as well. An incredible That's, season. That is good as you get. Mm. That is. Just sensational. 34 goals when he's been playing mostly through the midfield is just insane numbers. And if he doesn't get All-Australian, there will be a riot mm. because he deserves it more than anyone. So, yeah, sensational season, A-plus for sure. Next one's our favourite full forward, Eric Hipwood. Um, so, eight-and-a-half disposal games. He finished with 30 goals as a second-year player, which to me is just remarkable. I gave him, what did I give him? An A slash A minus. Um, I don't think, out of, a, yeah, out of a second year player playing full forward in the worst team in the competition, I don't think you could ask for much, much more. No, you can't. 30 goals. Yeah, in the bottom side, we would like to see him kick a few more goals just because he does show us that potential and yeah. he's just got so much talent you think he can do more mm. but we've just got such high expectations of him and it will come but yeah 30 goals playing the bottom side and he's not getting the best delivery and the things he did that really showed us was just highlight reels all the time so yeah I'll probably probably give him an A minus I think what's important to note with Eric as well is like he never he didn't really kick a bag this year so it shows no. his consistency and he has missed the two games as well. So, yeah, just a consistent performer. You could only really knock him for that one game against the Bulldogs where he's coming back having, after having been rested. But, um, yeah, really, really positive signs from Eric. From one end of the ground to the other, we go to Harris Andrews. 22 games for him this year um, as the general in defence. Actually finished third in the league in one percenters which shouldn't be surprising considering the amount of spoils he was doing. I gave him an A. I would almost give him an A+. Plus. Yeah. <laughs> He's very close to an A+. Plus. I would just give him an A+, plus mm. because the amount of ball that was coming down there at times, and he's yeah. the leader of the defence now at 2021. It's just unheard of for someone that young to be playing that well. Now, if he was in a Victorian side, he'd be being talked about as being the next Alex Rance or next yeah, yeah. Stephen Silvani. He's just that good. So, 
It's unfortunate that Ben Brown got a few on him, but that was more due to the midfield delivery. Like, there's nothing... Oh, there's absolutely nothing. 65 inside 50s north out on the weekend, and mm. it was just coming in there so easy. No pressure at all from the midfield. It was just easy ball, so there was nothing he could do. Ben Brown's quality, and, you know, he learned from that. Hugh McLuggage played 18 games this year for 15 touches a game. It's a pretty good first year from a you know a slight sort of player. I didn't expect a huge amount of output out of him just based on his body and the style he plays. I went with B plus. Yeah, I'll go with B. Mm. He's our highest draft pick, so being a bit harsh on the kid, but probably expected a bit more from him. And yeah, yeah, he was just that consistent contributor throughout the year. He did some really good things, but. Maybe I would have liked to seen a bit more, but yeah, I, I can't fault his efforts. He played most of the year, and yeah, pretty happy with him. Yeah, I think that's fair enough. But um, you can see the signs with him, like the type of play he's going to turn into and the class he yeah. has. Next one is Jacob Allison. I didn't expect to see him at all this year, so for him to get a game, I thought was a win, and I just went B plus. Yeah, I'll go B plus as well. I was pleasantly surprised by the way he came in and, and slotted in. So, yeah, he did enough to, to really show us that, yeah, he can be a player for us in the future. Yeah, averaged 18 disposals across his five games as well. So might actually challenge um, with it and for the Rising Star next year. But, yeah, really impressive signs from someone that we picked up with pick 55 in the draft last year. And you can see it with his frame as well. Like, he could develop into a pretty big-bodied sort of midfielder type that would be exciting for us to watch. Um, Jake Barrett is next. He's probably the surprise packet coming off the rookie list. And no, massive surprise packet. 17 games. He actually finished 18th in total tackles inside 50, which I suppose in terms of your pressure indicators is what you're looking for in your players. Um, yeah, I'm pretty impressed with him. I think there's some upside there. I gave him B-plus for his season. Yeah, I'll give him a B-plus as well. Mm. Didn't really expect anything from him. He was sort of a, a bonus coming over from GWS. And yeah. considering the amount of games he played, and the F never lacked in effort. No. He's probably going to be always a limited player. doesn't have the best skills or anything like that. But I was, <clears throat> I was pleasantly surprised about the way he performed. Mm. Um, Jared Jansen only played the one game. Like... Um, Clay Beams, someone that's been around in the senior senior list for, I think, four or five years now. You probably expect more, so I gave him a D. Yeah, he only got the one game, so it's a bit hard to judge. But, yeah, considering yeah, it's probably in his fourth or fifth year in the AFL system now, he's mm. probably on the cusp, I would say. And if Fagan wasn't really going to pick him, just, yeah, he only got picked for that one game. Over in the West, um, yeah, it's not looking good for him. But it's hard to see him. Yeah, I think he was well. okay in that, that game he came in for. But yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'll give him a I'll give him a C minus. Yeah. Jared Berry is next. Um, my nomination for best first year player played sixteen games, averaged fourteen touches, and often tagged the opposition's best midfielder. Um, I went with A minus for Jared. Yeah. I'd have to go probably an A yep. for his efforts. Yeah, he was he was really good, solid body, and we spoke to him during the season. Really good guy, and yeah, you know, I think his 
development is going to come along so far in the next few years, and he's, yeah, he's that, definitely going to be part of our next finals tilt. He's sort of that prototype modern-day midfielder that you really get excited about with that big body, but also the speed and the, the mobility to sort of shake around a few players. So I think he's a really exciting player for us. Um, the next one is one of your favourites, Josh Shackey. be interesting what we grade him. Yes. Probably... I mean, we do need to be patient with our key position players, but in his second year, played 10 games, kicked nine goals, um, averaged four marks a game. What did you make of Josh's second year? Yeah, it was a step backwards, and obviously the contract speculation, that definitely impacted on his footy early in the year, and we thought he might, the weight off his shoulders, he might just come in and, and dominate now, and um, yeah, take the the footy world by hold but he didn't do that he was out of the side towards the end of the year form just wasn't good enough mm. but yeah we've got to be patient with him a lot of supporters were he, the way he was treated with some of the supporters on social media was an absolute disgrace during yeah. the season I think it started off obviously with everyone thinking he was leaving buying into all the, the media reports and then mm-hmm. half he had signed then his, his form wasn't great and hey, we're getting stuck into him again it, it wasn't great, but yeah, we'd like to see a bit more of him, just a bit more attack on the footy. He's a very gentle sort of guy, but yeah, hopefully that aggression can sort of come out on the footy field soon. Mm-hmm. He's a beautiful kick for goal, and he's going to be a really good player for us, but yeah, yeah the second year blues hit him a bit. Yeah, I think it was a bit of a write-off as a whole this year, just with whatever everything was going on, the contract, his family stuff. He just couldn't get to his best on the footy field. Um, oh, so in terms of grade, what would you go? Yeah, C minus. Yeah, I went C minus. Josh Walker had a bit of a career revitalization this year. Played eleven games, mostly forward, some in defence as well. But particularly after the bye and after he came back into the side, he was terrific. Yeah, he was another surprise as well. I thought he might be one of the guys that just gets left out in the side. He's playing NEFL all year and mm. might get delisted at the end of the season. But, yeah, the way he was able to play defence and yeah, pop forward at times, also really like, important. And I think, yeah, it's just that people forget. I think we've talking about, spoken about it before that he's still young enough. He's not like in his late 20s or anything. He's only mm. 23 or 24, so he's got a lot of footy left and... Yeah, I'll give him a B minus. Yeah, I went B minus slash B. Um, Lewis Taylor, really good year. Back to his offensive best, 22 games, 19 touches a game, 17 goals, a goal assist a game as well. Um, He was just electrifying, and I think he pretty much drove all of our offensive movements. Yeah, he did. Super season from him. I think he's one of the guys that's really benefited from Fagan coming in. I think um, the impact Fagan's had on his footy has just been sensational. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'd give him a B plus just the way he's, he's come along. And people said when he won the Rising Star and then obviously Bonham Pally's gone on to be a premiership star for the Bulldogs, that was the wrong choice. But Louis Taylor's still going to be a super player. He's going to keep yeah. improving and, yeah, I'll give him a B plus. I love how, how angry those Bulldog supporters get about the Rising Star as well. 
Get, really get over it, guys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you got a premiership. Yeah. Um, Liam Dawson only played the one game and got absolutely stitched up against the Bulldogs that Eddie had. Um, like Ben Keyes, someone that's in his third year, probably expect a bit more from. Probably thought he'd be a permanent fixture either across half-back or across half-forward by now. I think yeah. the, the signs are there that he could still be a, a really good player for us, but I think it's probably the onus is on him now if he wants it badly enough. Yeah. Um, I went D just because... Yeah, yeah, we just didn't say enough of him. Mm. Um, yeah, the knee for you. Mm. Marco Paprone, someone that struggled with injury a lot but got back to play six games and averaged 16 and a bit touches in those games. There's another one that's been frustrating. We let down by injury. And is someone that's been on the list for a long time, but you just don't get to see them at senior level enough. Yeah, fortunately, I'd forgotten about Marco a bit, just because yeah, he's only played the six games, and he has been on the list for a long time, like you said, and didn't do a hell of a lot when he did come in. Yeah, didn't I must admit, I was surprised to see that he played six games this year. That... Yeah, I was very surprised to hear that. <laughs> Um, yeah, so hopefully he's still contracted for next year. So hopefully, you know, he gets back fit and firing and can get him back in the seniors. The next one's Matt Hamelman. Um, I don't think we'd see much of him this year. Obviously played a few games last year, but to me, he still looks likely enough as a project type forward. Yeah. Played the three games this year and finished with just two goals. But yeah, I think he does have a long-term future. I think he does as well. There's been a bit of talk around that he might be the one, one of the ones to go. But no, I think he deserves at least another year or two. Mm. He's, he's going to take a while to develop. But yeah, I, I saw enough in the, the games he did play to suggest that yeah, it'd be worth keeping around. I'd give him a C for this year, and yeah, yeah. keep him around. Here's on the rookie list. So yeah, we'll go see. Michael Close is next, and here's someone that's actually out of contract at the moment, so who knows where his future lies, but we got 10 games out of him this year for eight goals. What did you make of Close this year? Yeah, Close is a tough one. He, I really like him as a player, mm. but he just doesn't have that consistency there. He, I think he was probably treated a bit unfairly at selection at times, thrown in and out of the side. It was hard to get a good run at it. I agree with but, that. I think he has to stick around. I think he has a future. He's mm. a tall player and tall forward that can kick a goal. Kicked a beautiful goal from the, the pocket in the first quarter on the weekend. That was really great to see. But didn't do much after that. No. But, yeah, he's, he's a really tough one to grade, actually. Um, but, uh, I'm going to C+. Yeah, I went C-, minus, just expecting more out of him. In the, you know, as you think back, he's from the same draft class as someone like Sam Mays and... Sam Mays is a permanent fixture in the 22 and closes fringe. He was dealt with harshly at times at selection yeah. and dropped when he probably didn't deserve to be dropped and then dominating the needle for so long. But, yeah. Anyway, we'll see if he's, he's still around next year. The next one's... Well, the next one's Mitch Robinson, but it's hard to grade him when he was rubbed out with injury for the whole year. So we'll skip over to Nick Robbo, our most improved 21 games out of him. The only one he missed was with suspension. 16 disposals as that sort of dour defender 
I gave Nick Robbo B plus A minus. Yeah. We'll go back to the expectations. I'll go an A. Mm. Yeah, well, that's, that's true. Superb. And even the game that he gets suspended for, he was roughing up Dusty, so he gets points for that as well. <laughs> and he took Buddy to task as well, which is probably one of the highlights of the year, really. Yeah, I was down Buddy. Say, that probably really. is the highlight of the year. <laughs> the first thing no. I think of when I think about this year. But um, next one's Reese Matheson. He played some pretty good games in the midfield. Probably um, in terms well, out of the second year players going back to that point, I thought Ben Keyes would probably have more of an impact than him. But Reese probably took the points there. Played thirteen games, averaged eighteen touches in those games. Yeah, it was pretty pretty solid in the midfield and had probably his career best game in the big loss to GWS when uh, Dane Beams went down injured. Really stepped up in that game. I so I gave Matho a B. Yeah, I'll go B minus. I could probably see a bit more of him. I know what sort of talent he is, and I know what he can get to. I, I think he can be an absolute superstar for us. Yeah. And I don't know. He probably. I really like what he did last season. I think he probably could have got to an even higher level this year. Yeah. I'd probably like to see him put on a bit more size in the gym and really become that um, big midfielder. Yeah, but. Yeah, pretty happy with him. I'll go, yeah, B minus. Uh, Ro Buick played eight games for us this year. I think, for me, it was a really disappointing year for Ro because in the preseason, mm. he looked like setting the world on fire this year. Yeah. He sort of set, him, set his year up as a wingman, looked really good in the JLT series, and then as soon as you know the season started, back to the old Ro that we, we hate, <laughs> the inconsistent Ro. Had his moments, kicked the three goals against Essendon, which was a feature, but yeah. And he fell over in the square as well, trying to be one of in the last quarter. Um, so I went with the D plus for Rowe. I think you just need more out yeah. of players that have been around for a few few years now. Yeah, he shows us something every now and again, but just not for long enough. He's been around for so long now. I think he's mm. nearly probably 27, and yeah, we would have liked to see a lot more of him. But unfortunately, just can't put it together for long enough. So, mm. yeah, probably D. Bassnack's up next. 16 games, 18 disposals a game, and proved to be a dead-eyed dick in front of goal. 19 goals for the season as well. Like Walker came back into the side when he got his chance and just turned a complete leaf. His form was amazing in the back end of the year. Yeah, people riding him off at the start of the season. Mm. He had a pretty poor month, got dropped, and since he came back in, he was fantastic. Yeah. And, yeah, like you said, dead-eyed dick in front of goal. When he was having a shot inside 50, you'd back him in every time. Yeah. He never looked like missing. So, yeah, a big improver. So I think I might give him B. Yeah, I went B plus B. B sort of range. Harwood is up next. Didn't play a lot of footy with no. injuries and form. It's disappointing. So he's one of the ones that I like as that sort of reliable defender, but played nine games, 12 touches. Looked to sort of almost reinvent himself as a forward, a small forward later on, but then got shut down with injury again. As someone mm. that's out of contract this year might struggle to get back in a Lions jersey. Yeah, I really like him as well. He has a bit of speed, can kick it. Mm. Dominated some games in the 
the needle and we thought, yeah, yeah he's, he's on the right track. But, yeah, just injury and form, just couldn't quite get there at times. So he's another one that's been around for four, five, six years. Mm. It's been a while, so... Yeah, probably C minus. Yeah, I went with the D for Howard. Ryan Lester's next. Um, Mr. Alive, or you just sort of throw him around in any role and you get the job done. I really liked what Ryan brought to the table this year. Playing every game, 16 touches. Just bobbed up in the right places as well. I think it was one of the fun things to watch about this year was seeing where Ryan Lester popped up in Fagan's scheme. Um, I went with A minus slash B plus. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll go with B for Ron Lester. Yeah, he was pretty good this season, and I know a few fans have written him off at times, but yeah, he had a great season. It's probably career best season, mm. so I think it'll be. Sam Mays is next, and someone we didn't really speak about when it comes to most improved. I think we've just come to expect what we get from Sam. He's so reliable as that halfback flank, averaging 21 Disposals per game. Um, I went with an A minus for Sam. Yeah, I'm not even going A. Yeah, he's got that. I his first season was absolutely incredible in 2013, mm. and he was a high draft pick, so I probably expected that from him. Stagnated, but he's come back around the other end, and yeah, nailed down that back half role. And I thought when Leper was playing. Down back, he just looks disinterested, and I thought, yeah. why are they playing him down back? He was a forward, dominated in the first year, and he's really made it his home now. So, yeah, going A. It's one of those ones that you sort of set and forget now. You just sort of yeah, mm-hmm. which is a credit to him and how he goes about things as well, I suppose. Next one is Sam Skinner, which we didn't mention. He sort of kicked off a terrible week for us with the news about his. ACL, yeah, so tragic third ACL, but fortunately it's not the same one that's been, um, he's had surgery on previously, which is good news, but still not good for Sam and the club, that will, he'll be out for a long time, but in terms of his grade, I didn't expect him to get a senior game this year, just based on where he was coming from and his recovery, so in terms of that, I think you need to give him a, a C plus at least. And even in that game, he showed a bit of a few signs, kicked two goals, and played with plenty of aggression, which is something that you love to see as a fan. Yeah, I'll, I'll give him a. I think a C plus is fair. That first game, he, only game he played was, I think, really good. Unlucky to be dropped the next week, and then, yeah, tragically third ACL um, in an equal game. So that's just terrible luck. Like the kid's only twenty. And he's going to go through his third ACL, so it's yeah, no, um, no good at all. But, yeah, there's there's so much to like from him. And hopefully, he can get his body right because he's going to be a super player for us. Just sidetracking on Sam's knee for a minute. But I don't know about you, but when that news came in, it sort of deflated all the good vibes that we had going about this season. Yeah, And how much did. fun this season had been and how, yeah. you know, how much we're enjoying the development. And then, yeah, just sort of... Completely flat after hearing that, which is such oh, a yeah. shame. Yeah, maybe it did have an impact on the, the way the guys came out on the weekend. Yeah, I thought about that. Because he's a really popular guy around the club. And mm. yeah, we haven't had the really bad stuff that's gone on previous years. Like, no. 
under Leopard, always seen one week go from one disaster to the other, injury or off-field drama or, or something. But, yeah, it just wasn't the case here this year. And then the news comes out that he's done his third. It's, um, it's going to hit everyone pretty hard. I think actually completely sidetracked now. But in terms of the unsung heroes this year, the medical staff been terrific. Our injury list has been sensational besides... You know, the major injuries like the broken leg to Tom Bell and Alan Christensen's bizarre sort of shoulder break, which are like mm. freak things that can't be helped. Like Completely, yeah. There haven't been many hamstring or calves or those sorts of things. No. You know, muscular injuries. Yep. So credit to them. Uh, getting well A back plus. on track. <laughs> yep, getting well back on track now. Steph Martin will be an interesting one for us to grade. Um, average 17 touches this year, 35 hitouts. Third in total hitouts in the entire competition, and actually tenth in total clearances, which is surprising. Is yeah, he's a really tough one to grade. Wasn't his best year, which that it's not a knock on him or anything. But no. He has played, he has played there in the past, but yeah, I think he's still doing enough. But he, he's getting to that age now where probably the end is near mm. for him. And we probably need to start bringing another Ruckman through. And we're talking about Archie before. So, yeah, he's going to be 31 in November. Yep. So, he's probably only got a few years left. But, yeah, I, I think we're pretty happy with him. I'll yeah, go with B. He's been super consistent over the last few years, though. Um, and to think, you know, he came across from Melbourne as some sort of forward that no one knew much about and got thrown in the Ruck when I think Louis went down at one point, and Trent West might have gone down as well. Mm, yeah. It's been a super pickup for us. Um, yeah, I went B plus B. Tom Bell's next is someone that probably was disappointing this year. Um, before he broke his leg, his form was, was pretty average, only getting 14 touches a game and four goals in the six games that he did play. And he actually ranked 15th in the competition in clangers per game, which isn't a statistic you want to lead in. Um it just comes back to the theme, and I think it's starting to become apparent when you do these grades, is that the players that have been around in senior footy for a long time are the guys that are sort of letting us down. Yeah. So I gave Bell a D. Yeah, D as well, but I think that just comes back to the recruiting at the time. Yeah. There are always the knocks on Tom Bell about his kicking, disposal, and mm. I, was, I was happy with him. Probably last year. Yeah, I thought it was alright. I think he did okay, and mm. but yeah, he's one of those guys that I don't think he's ever going to be a world beater. No. But yeah, I think he plays a role. But C uh, minus. Fair enough. Tom Cutler, another one that's been on the list since two thousand and fourteen. Um, only played twelve games in the year, averaging nineteen disposals. Played most of the year as that sort of Isaac Smith winger, which we have spoken about, and played some pretty good games. The win over Essendon, he was instrumental in with 28 disposals and a goal, but probably expecting him to be a regular contributor at this point of his career. He's someone that's approaching 50 games and be 23 next year, so you'd hope for him to be a solidified member of the 22, but he's sort of still on the cusp that 23rd to 22nd sort of sort of player. Um, I went D plus, C minus. Yeah, I'll go with D plus as well. 
Um, he's obviously got a, a really big kick, but I think there's other parts of his game he really needs to work on, and that's probably why he's sent back to the, the knee full. So, yeah, we'd, we'd probably like to see a bit more out of him in coming years. Last, lucky last on the list, Tommy Rockcliffe. Um, obviously hampered by the shoulder injury in the back half, to, back half of the year, but the first half of the year was sensational and someone we talked about leading the league in clearances for a long, long way before he got shut down with injury. Fought through it in the end to play as a forward and kick 16 goals, but still actually averaged 24 disposals across the season. Um, pretty solid year from Tom and brave of him to play the season out when he was obviously in a lot of pain. Oh, I think he had a great year and he was on track for, I think, the record amount of clearances at one yeah. stage and then got the injury and he struggled with it ever since. So, yeah, well done him for, for playing and obviously gone in for surgery this week. So yeah. that just shows how much he was battling with it. And, yeah, at times when he was forward, it looked super dangerous. Yeah. Gold Coast game and even early in that first quarter against North on the weekend looked really dangerous as well. And that's... We can get a, another midfielder or two into the club and he can switch between midfield and forward. That's a really positive sign for us. Can, but just hopefully he stays and it's yeah. still up in the air. But, yeah, I'd really love him to stay. And I think, I think for his year and what he had to deal with and what he's coming off last season, I think probably going A. Yeah, fair enough. I went B plus for Tommy. And, yeah, like you said, hopefully he does stay. I think most of the fans do want him to hang around. You know what a valuable player he is, and especially when fit as well. Like I hope people don't look at his last few weeks and think, you know, is this Rocky? Because it's clearly not. You know, you have to think back to the start of the year when he was absolutely dominating, dominating games to remember the real Rocky. But um, that wraps up the grades. Well done, mate. That was a bit of a marathon effort, but we got there. In it the was end. a marathon. We got there. <laughs> Thanks for that. Um, we'll wrap it up. All the best, mate. I'll talk again soon. Yep. Thanks, guys. Talk soon.